0: Yeah, I I should win just because you had the Timberwolves in the 8th seed. Vasilevsky's been playing really well, and the Lightning have a great offense. Yeah, it was
1: a tremendous shot, and I've come to expect it from LeBron, who's become one of the clutchest players in uh, NBA history as of recently.
0: So I have him going off one night, but I think he's just going to get tired. So that's why the Nets winning in five.
1: I I, I would say I wish the best for the Red Sox, but as a Yankees fan, that's really hard for me to do.
0: The biggest addition to me is Jalen Brunson.
1: Both, but yeah both teams that beat the Rangers are rebuilding faster than the
0: Rangers. Why don't you have to name them like seriously. Thanks man. Uh, to me those top two starters are Lucas Gailito and Lance Flynn Caprizov and the rest of his crew Jordan Greenway who doesn't get enough props um, he definitely is somebody who needs to be mentioned
1: more uh, right I definitely think it's gonna be a great series and I'm interested to see
0: um, how much Caprizov uh, can impact the game as a rookie. How is Joe Burrow going to get the ball to them if his butt is already on the ground when he finally decides who to throw to? Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and that's all I have to
1: say. He's still a top-five quarterback in this league, and there's nothing really anyone can do about it. All I could think of was Dame. I, I don't think they will. If they don't have Anthony Davis, I'm saying it right now, if Anthony Davis is out for the
0: playoffs, they don't make it out of the first round.
1: And then I want to talk
0: about the Fernando Tatis extension, because that really surprised me. Because he's so young. The Hurricanes just have too much. They're probably the most complete team this year, and um, I anticipate them winning. You know what this means, Bengals. Take the nice one. Do not let what happened to Andrew Luck happen to Joe Burrow. The Clippers versus the Nets. Who would have thought five years ago that the Clippers and Nets would be facing in the finals? But I have the Sixers versus Jazz.
1: Uh, Crazy. And for the for the fans at home, uh, for the listeners at home,
0: Hello, I'm Sy Mendenhall, and you're listening to Outsiders Opinions with Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our 76th episode, where we will be talking about the MLB Home Run Derby and an All-Star review. And make sure to check out our previous episode, where we did an MLB draft review. We went over our picks and discussed the winners, so make sure to check that out. And then talk about our interview series, Um, previous some alumni from that Landon Bow just signed with Ratifi Crandone or Clando team in the Czech Republic so congrats to Landon and then also congrats to Cy uh, Mendenhall who is a huge rugby star as he is one of the attendees for the USA rugby camp in Glendale Colorado or actually I think that's Glendale Arizona But um, it's great to hear about both of them, and we wish them the best of luck on um, both their journeys. Make sure to check out their interviews, as they are some great interviews. But Austin, let's talk about the MLB All-Star Game and the Home Run Derby. I'm going to say, even with the atrocious jerseys, this is probably the best All-Star weekend out of the leagues. um, Because you could argue the NBA, but I say... Um, MLB, because of the Home run Derby, has big stars like Shoah Itani. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, we've always wanted to see LeBron or Zion or one of the great stars of the NBA in the dunk contest, but we never see it. And while we did miss out on some great power hitters like Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, other guys who can really hit the ball very far, we did see Shohei, who was the attraction of the day and uh, of the week, really. Um, He's a great talent. Not only did he start off uh, the all-star game pitching, but he also batted first in the lineup. Um, And it was really just impressive to see that. Uh, The jerseys, I agree, were horrible. But uh, even despite that, I do agree that this has been the best all-star game. Or uh, I don't know what you would call it. I guess all-star game. Because I know the uh, NFL has a Pro Bowl. Same difference. But uh this is definitely the best one we've had since COVID came back.
0: Yeah, and the jerseys I was confused about the colors, but the thing I also like didn't understand is so you have the abbreviation, like Texas, it was T E X, but then you have the logo on top of the look on top of the words, and it's vertical. Like why not do horizontal and like just pick some different color? Because the colors just seemed off to me. And if they seemed off to me. And I am not good at fashion. People that are true fashionistas definitely saw something off, in my opinion. What do you think about that logo catastrophe?
1: Well, I mean, the worst uh, thing about it was the fact that it was over the letters. So if you weren't adept at knowing what the teams were, how are you supposed to know what the the letters are? I mean, the abbreviation, if you're going to do it vertical, do it on one side and then have the logo on the other side. So you're just like, oh, I see he's from Texas, but he's also on the AL. So, I mean, it just, it, it completely ruins what they're trying to do. You're not supposed to cover what you're trying to show. That's not how this works. Uh, I don't really understand it, but like I said, besides that, it was a great game. A uh, low scoring, I would say, for an all-star game, especially if we've seen, if we go back to the NBA, all those games are 150 to 140, But and the uh, Pro Bowl football can sometimes get high scoring, but I I anticipated a higher scoring game than this. Vlad Guerrero won MVP. Congrats to him. And uh, we saw some great performances.
0: Yeah, um, and then there's also the hat and batting helmet, but we can move on to the home run derby. Um, It was great having Trey Mancini. uh, We can start with the first round. Um, It it was a very tight battle to begin with, with uh, Trey Trey, Trey Mancini versus Matt Olson. Where Trey Mancini wins by twenty four homers versus twenty three, then you they were all upsets in the first round. Um, so, what else did you think from the first round that caught your eye?
1: Yeah, uh, what I would say is that the Joey Galliver, Matt uh, not Matt Trevor Story one is has a little bit of controversy because both of them swung after the uh, it hit zero, but they were in the pitching motion which should count both, but they only counted the Trevor Story one. And so that's what gave him the difference over Joey Gallo. I think they did it because the hometown kid. They wanted to give Colorado fans something to cheer about. Um, but I think it should have been tied. I think it should have gone into an extra round, and uh, maybe it would have uh, resulted in a different winner. Uh, but this was really Pete Alonso's <laughs> event. Um, the only there was only a couple people who put up fight. Uh, Salvador Perez had the I uh, had an amazing first round especially in the time allotted to him. He had the second best. I know uh, Juan Soto and Shohei both ended up with more homers, but that's because of the extra tiebreakers that each of them had. Um, obviously, in the second round, there's a low-scoring battle between Mancini and Trevor Story. That ended in 13-12. to 12. But uh, like you said, it's a great story. And then he showed out against Pete Alonso in the finals, and uh, there was no way Pete Alonso was not going to win it. What were your thoughts on the night?
0: Uh, yeah, also, Pete Alonso set a record in the first round with 35 homers, and that's like the third best in any round in the history, and then he's also the third um, player to win back-to-back home run derbies. Um, that is, I'm just going to tell
1: you who it is. is Ken Griffey Jr., okay, yeah. and do you know the other one? Oh,
0: shit. Griffey. I know, I kn- Ken Griffey was the one I knew, but... Um,
1: I wanted to save the hard one,
0: huh? I wanted to <laughs> save the hard one. Okay, uh, well, I appreciate that. Um, uh, it's what I said. Can I give you the year? I'm going to sure. go 86-87?
1: No, thirteen, fourteen. Okay. And I was yelling for this.
0: Wow. Oh, wow. That's a name. So the other Met player, but like now he's another Met player, or was he on the Mets when he was in thirteen, fourteen? Yeah,
1: I think so. Okay, I know when – I'll check that right now while you give the rest of your thoughts, but I'm pretty sure he was.
0: Well, yeah, I just remember you on Cespedes whenever he broke his leg taking care of his horse for the Mets, and he was out for like two years.
1: I was wrong. So in 13, he played with Oakland, and then in 14, he played half the season with Oakland and the other part with Boston. So – I think it was on Oakland for both of those. But yes, both of them played for the uh, Mets in some part, portion of their career.
0: Yeah, and then um, also I believe it counts because even though you had to skip it between 2020, still um, a great job winning it back-to-back. But I'm also intrigued, if he's the reigning champ, why is he ranked fifth?
1: Your that thoughts? is exactly what I was thinking. I think that if you won it the year before – Not only should you have to go, like, make it a mandatory thing, oh, you won it last year, now you have to defend your title, instead of people will just, you're not going to get hurt hitting homers. I understand pitchers sometimes want to get out of the All-Star game because they have to pitch, and that's really hurtful on your arm. But hitting, it's rare that somebody gets hurt hitting. I think that you should be the number one seed, and you should have to do it again. You should have to try to repeat, or in his case, uh, three-peat. So uh, yeah, I, I don't understand why he was fifth. How he was an underdog against anybody kind of baffled me. Um, he was my pick to win it, even though I would have loved to see Shohei win it. Uh, Alonzo just—it's too easy for him to hit homers, especially with the person in him who was throwing to him, especially in the final round. All of the balls were right in the middle of the strike zone. If you've watched the, if you've seen the, uh, uh, the strike zone afterwards that. The balls are right in the middle, right for Pete Alonzo to just pull and hit very, very far.
0: Yeah, and he's also, so I believe I read this tweet correctly, he has made $2.05 million playing for the Mets in his two and a half seasons, and he's made $2 million from the d- two derbies that he won, because you win $1 million for each thing, so that's a little nice incentive. Um, do you have something to say? Yeah,
1: I, I read it differently. I saw one that said he only made one point four seven, but that may be his uh contract. Not that one the other one you may be looking at is his including signing bonus. Which I think uh, I do think is uh important to acknowledge. So yeah, I think Gearshat's even more impressive because that includes his signing bonus. That's everything he's ever made in the MLB from an MLB team, versus uh him hitting balls very far for fun.
0: Yeah. It's a good incentive because I remember Joey Gallo a few years ago was like, yeah, I'll definitely play now if I can win a million dollars. So, But I think we can move on to the All-Star game. Um, I didn't watch it fully. I watched up to the Shootani interview. I kind of like that aspect. I also loved it when you had Kevin Cash and um, Dave Roberts talking to each other with the mics during the game. That was really fun. And I like the batter perspective and the fielder perspective even though when the batters were mic'd up, they didn't do well in the box. Um, I'm pretty sure they were like 0 for 9 on that. Um, But what are your thoughts on on that perspective? It's not that surprising. Um, It's really
1: hard to hit. And when you're hitting, your mind has to be completely on it. And so when you're interviewing someone who's hitting, unless it's a ball right down the middle, you are not going to hit it. These are major league all-star pitchers pitching to you you don't get a hit while you're talking to somebody else this isn't t-ball so i don't think you should be allowed to talk to somebody while they're hitting um or pitching for that matter but i i think it's really fun seeing the interviews while people are in the field making plays and stuff like that it's a lot easier to concentrate on the ball when it's a fly ball or a ground ball right to you than it is when a 100 mile uh, hour ball is coming right down the middle or maybe a ball. I mean, it's just hard to realize what's a ball and a strike while you're also trying to talk to somebody on the mic giving you an interview at the same time. Uh, it was fun, though. They made it really fun, and I I, I loved watching it.
0: Yeah, I, my favorite part of the interview series is, well, there are two parts, when Freddie Freeman and Judge walked, and he's like, dang, I'm going to look really short next to Judge. And then when Vlad Guerrero homered, and you just see Chautiz put his a glove on his head, and he's like, oh, wow. And, that, and now that's a good segue to move into the scoring. Um, we'll just uh, go over some key things. Um, Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s home run, which I was just talking about, 468 feet. And the the sound of that ball, I was like, oh, wow. And so it was Tatis. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I, I bet the balls were juiced um, as they are, always are for the home run derby. Um, they want the ball to go far. And especially in the all-star game, I mean, these are not about stats. Um, he's not about low scoring games, even though it was relatively low scoring. Um, it, that ball was hit far. It seemed further than 468. Uh, it never looked like it was going to land and in the Colorado atmosphere, it can go much further than it would in other uh, places. But yeah, he is a very impressive game. I believe he went two for four or two for three and, uh, it definitely was cool seeing him hit the ball that far. He
0: did. I, he did have two hits. I'm not sure if it was two for three or two for four. Um, and then also, I did read um, they didn't. There's a humidifier at Colorado Stadium. They did not do a humidifier for the balls, um, or a little room to acclimate the balls to have them travel less during the actual game. They did not do that during the Home Run Derby. So I would assume they didn't do that for the All-Star game, which supports your idea of them going really far. Um, But they could have taken some balls from 2017 that they had just lying around and given those to the (laughs) All-Stars.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't be that surprised if that was uh, the case. Um, They definitely wanted the ball to go far. I mean, it's an all factor, especially for those who aren't that interested in baseball or just coming new to the game they want to see something cool they want to see something interesting and homers are really what can get anybody into the game uh they want to see the ball fly as far as possible and that's why they have the home run derby they don't have a bunt derby who can get the most perfect bunt they don't have that would be fun that would be fun i'd love to do a single i mean a bunt derby (laughs) that'd be really fun who can get the most bunt hits (laughs) uh they don't have like a pitcher's contest where they try to throw it into you know when they have those like nine uh like holes, you, have you never seen those? They have, like, nine holes. No. Like, they're supposed to, like, there's top right corner, top middle, uh, top left corner, middle, to, uh, middle right, middle left. Oh, well, there's nine little holes, and you, you could do a competition like where, the the announcer says, top right corner, and then the pitcher tries to throw it perfectly into the top right corner. It'd be like the uh, the QB showcase in the Pro Bowl, where they try to throw it, throw it through all the things.
0: Okay, I know the QB thing. I never saw that as a pitching thing. But you could also have to worry about um, arm overuse for the pitchers in that sense.
1: True, true. And then you could also do like a, a stolen base thing where a pitcher throws and then the catcher tries to throw off the stolen base guy. Um, I think they could probably get some more competitions in there. Maybe just a speed one. Who can run the fastest? Who is the fastest player in the MLB? Maybe like a 40-yard dash, but uh, a 90-yard dash or a 90-foot dash, uh, which is in between the base path. Uh, that'd be pretty fun. Uh, What about
0: dot race in the warning track? Like you have them like get in like little, I don't know, you get the sumo suits and then you just have the fastest player run. It'd be so funny.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff I think that could add to get more people acclimated to the rest of the game besides the home runs. But uh, yeah, it was an entertaining game and I I think it was a success for the MLB.
0: Yeah, that's something rare in this offseason, this season something uh, a success good job manfred you won't get many of those for the rest of the year um but also jared walsh's catch was amazing um when there was a 3-0 count and that slide was incredible there's also judge's catch and then you both have both catchers um for um the AON nl both hit a home run zuzino zu nino hit a home run top of the sixth um after Real Milto hit a home run in the bottom of the fifth. So that's a little cool thing. Um, some home runs. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree. Definitely a success a minus the jerseys because I didn't see anything wrong with the jerseys in the past because you would sell jerseys. It's just they wouldn't wear it during the game. I like seeing the different um, jerseys from all the players.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, they didn't have to go and, like I said, cover it with the uh, – <laughs> with the crest of the All-Star game. I mean, it just, it was just weird. Um, they could have just made it easier just doing colors. I mean, you could have your team name on it, but uh, maybe if you play for the Rangers, because it's AL, it's blue. So it's a Rangers with, with blue on it. But even if you're the Athletics, it still has says Athletics. Like, it's their logo. It's what it says on the front of their jersey. It's just blue because it's uh, the AL. And in the NL, no matter what jersey color it is, it just has your name on it, or your what what your home jersey looks like, just with a red color behind it. So with the San Francisco like logo on the top left uh, side of the jersey, just like it is normally, except it'd be a red jersey because they're in the uh, the NL. So that's some way to do it. I don't know. I'm just kind of blabbering some stuff out, but uh, they definitely could have done something else than what they showed.
0: Yeah, that actually is a good idea. It'd be very cool. So, Rob Manfred, hope you're listening. Um, There's one problem that you can solve. um, But that concludes our episode. Next episode, we will be staying in MLB territory, and we'll be talking about MLB draft surprising picks. So, all the 20 rounds, we're going to talk about what surprised us. Um, So, be on the lookout for that from us. And then make sure to check out that. The interviews from Landon Bow, Simon and Hall, and just go through them all. There's a little interview tab on YouTube, so it's easy to find. So, thank you for listening to Outsiders Opinions.